Initiating time jump. Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Mark. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where we've got another ancient episode for you this week, and we've been playing Ludus Duodecim Scriptorum. Now, we've got no business this week, all quiet on the business front, so I'm just going to launch straight into the history of Ludus Duodecim Scriptorum. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are back in the Roman times. Yay. uh, And it means game of 12 lines. And as you can see... Are there 12 lines? No. Yeah, it's 12 by 3. The board is a 12 by 3 sort of path. So um, do you remember last time we said Ludus must mean game? Well, because Ludus Latrunculorum was the game of little soldiers and Ludus Duodecim is the game of 12. But of course it does, because we say by ludophiles at the end. Oh, of course. (laughs) Anyway, so there you go. The game of 12 lines. It comes from the same time period, the 2nd century BC. It's almost like that's when... Everyone was making games. Yeah. Maybe something really boring. It was just so... (laughs) boring in the second century BC that that's when they decided to make some games um and the only other interesting fact that I found out and again all all these ancient games come from the same website uh, sinningstand.com so there were strict gambling laws in ancient Rome uh, and so games like this weren't allowed and so to get around it um so they found uh boards like etched into the glass on mirrors so that people couldn't tell that it was a game board and they also apparently so they used to write words so like one letter in each box and so they'd make it look like maybe uh, like a menu or a list of instructions so like anyone look just casually looking at it would just think oh it's just a tablet with words on it but secretly it was a game board ah. Ah, so they used to disguise them that's pretty clever mm. anyway so the game outline it's very similar to Dogs and Jackals isn't it the first ancient game that we played um, and it's got that sort of Ludo sort <laughs> of <laughs> mode to it there's, there's a, a board uh, and a path and you have to roll a certain number to start your piece off on the board and then you move around the path and then you get to the end and you have to roll another certain number to get off the board uh, and so it's the same um, premise as that the first one to get all of their counters and uh, now you're supposed to have 15 but we only had 12 each just because my draft set has 12 <laughs> each can't even bother to track down to two can't even do maths couldn't be bothered to track down three more of each colour so it's the first to get all their pieces on the board, round the board, and off the board at the end. Accessing historical database. Now, we said, didn't we, that the first ancient game that needed a dice, we were going to make casting sticks. So we oh, used yeah. little casting sticks. I've just, you know, coloured in some lollipop sticks mm. with, with a sharpie. Maybe these aren't the best casting sticks. I feel like they're how, a bit big. How do, you, how do you judge a casting I feel stick? Like they're too big. A normal stick is, I think, half this size would be easier. Right. Because, I mean, look, there's six sticks. Yes. But actually, to like, throw them, yeah. they're quite, they're just too big to throw and pick up, like, I think if they were half the size, they'd be a bit more easier to manage in hand because then it actually takes quite a while to sort of pick them up and scoop them together and throw them again. Okay. I... Nah. I think they, they're a lot... It takes a lot longer to throw them than it does for dice. Well, yeah, that's what and, I mean because they're big. They're a bit cumbersome. Well, yeah, but I, don't, I think... I think half the size, you've got little sticks and just throw them, it'll be easier. And yeah, because they go all over the place as well. And they're not like a number on a square. No. And I <laughs> you've did got find to pick it, them up. It's like... Though, throw in, I don't know. Even though you're just counting the black sides or the white sides. Yeah. Because they're all facing different angles. <laughs> yeah, I was struggling that's the thing. to count them because <laughs> they were all crossing over and some were diagonal and some were straight and whatever. But an interesting thing about the casting sticks that I didn't sort of consider, unlike a dice, it's possible to get a zero if you rolled six whites. 
That's, oh, that's yes, theorized of course, score, isn't it? Of course. So, we didn't actually get that, though, did we? We didn't, but it is possible. Oh, yeah. So you'd have a dead roll, like a dead throw. There's mm. no way of getting around that, is there? Well, no, but I guess that's like a, you know, just a luck of the a luck of the mm. game. I actually, I mean, as fiddly as they were and as difficult and whatever, it was actually quite satisfying to just No, you see, they go everywhere and then you've got to, yeah, that's the thing, pick up sticks. Basically, that's probably why they invented dice. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Cross-referencing accounts. Now, um, one of the things, obviously, the same is... Can you take pieces in Ludo? Mm, I think so. Possibly. So there's the sort of old traditional rule that if you land on an opponent's piece, you take them and bump them back to the start. But for this one, if you land on your own piece, you then stack those pieces on top of each other, and those pieces now move as a pair. But there's no limit to how high you can stack your pieces. And the good thing is that you can only take an opponent's piece if it's on its own. If it's in a stack, then it can't be taken. So that was sort of the strategic goal, wasn't it? To get your pieces into a stack so that they were immune to being taken and sent back to the start. The only problem with that is that once you're in a stack and you can't be taken, then that takes away a lot of the competitive element. It is purely then just down to the luck of the dice or the sticks of who gets to the end and who rolls the correct number first. Attempting to recreate lost files. Did you have any tactics when you were uh, playing? Like, so on your go, you throw you throw the sticks three times. Uh, so, you know, you would roll three dice if you were playing with dice. And then you can use those three numbers in any order you want. So, you know, so you could move the same piece three times. Or the starting spaces are, are numbered one, two, three, four, five, six. So if you rolled a four, you could put one of your pieces in starting space number four. Or similarly, the ending spaces, if you were on ending space number four and you rolled a four, then that four space becomes safe. So how did you decide, basically what I'm getting to, how did you decide (laughs) whether to start a new piece, whether to move a piece, or whether to save a piece? Well, I wasn't thinking about it. (laughs) Uh, It took me a little while to actually get how it worked. Really? Like, I felt like this is the most... (laughs) It's not complicated, but just in terms of setup and how you go, it just took a a minute or two longer than some of the other ancient games. Okay. Um, But I picked it up pretty quickly. But no, it was just if you rolled a no the stacking up thing is worth knowing because then your pieces we, we all pretty much stacked up yes. as much as possible you sort of want to stack up but you also want to get your pieces going through the board as soon as possible so it's sort of weighing up whether you want to get them on their journey or you want to wait until they're all on the board and then set them all off yeah but I guess so I sort of did a bit of both once they're stacked then they're safe and it doesn't matter how quickly you go yeah. around the board so I guess still wanna, there's still sort of a race element yeah the first the first mission I guess is getting each of them stacked at least into a pair so they can't be taken. I mean, my initial tactic was once you've got one on the starting block would be get off the starting block as quick because if I started one on a three and then you rolled a three, you would just instantly drop yours on top of mine and bop mine off. So get on the board but then get off the starting block as quick as possible and then get stacked would be my recommendation, Mm. my tactical recommendation. Um, And as because there's no limit to how high you can stack your pieces, we both ended up, didn't I had all my pieces bumping around in a big stack. You had all but one, I think, bumping around in a big stack, which logistically makes them quite difficult.
difficult to move. <laughs> but as I said, again, once they're all in a stack, you know that your pieces are invincible, so you, you don't need to focus on landing on the other person to try and take them. And that changes it back down to just simple dogs and jackals territory. Do you remember when we said dogs and jackals, literally there was no strategy, it was just oh, yeah, yeah. roll the dice and get to the end. I think they, the all these person. ancient ones end up like that though, don't they? Yeah, I guess I a little bit. They... If I was to make one tweak, so currently you can only take a piece that's on its own, I would say maybe just if any stack gets landed on by a bigger stack, like if you've got the bigger stack, mm. then you bop all of them back to the start. So then that means even if you're in a stack, you're not invincible and you still have to play a bit cautiously. How do you think? How do you think? Yeah, that, that could. Go? It would go. A, be a longer game. It would be a longer game. You go think, round and round for quite a while, I think. But it would force you to think more carefully about how you do mm. it. Maybe knowing that there's a risk that you can all get bopped off. Confirming timestamps. But yeah, was what did you think of Ludus Duodecim yeah, no. Scriptorum? Uh, yeah, I did like it. Um, yeah, it's interesting the layout of the board as well. I wasn't expecting something like that. I wonder if the board layout is strictly to fit around these gambling rules, so it was an easy yeah. thing that they no, could. No, they hide. didn't just play this though, did they? They were playing all these other ones around that time. I guess so. Unless this. Maybe that's why that other one on. didn't have a board. What's that one we played without a board? Did we play one without a board? Am I thinking of Omni Rim? <laughs> <laughs> no, there was one that we didn't know. Yeah, sorry, I'm thinking of Omni Rim no, where you had to lay like, them so games completely. You've so far, I've had a board. That feels like an ancient game. Yeah. To me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just. Yeah, it's just. A, I wasn't expecting a layout like this. No, I quite like the idea of having to. Like, okay, if you were an ancient Roman, and I just you... draw it in the sand or whatever, and then and then if some coppers yeah, came along, Roman just draw it in the mud or the sand or then something, then you just like scrub it out. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose I might hide mine. But it's not gambling. You're playing a game. What's the difference? You're not gambling for money. Gambling is. But I suppose you could gamble for money. Well, yeah, you? I suppose people were making money in gambling. If you just wanted to play it like chil- like children playing a game, they're gonna not gonna get like arrested. Or maybe they were. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Did you? How, how did they prove you were gambling or not? Who knows? Because surely, even if you've got it scratched into your mirror, it's fine. But if they see you playing with that mirror for money, they're still gonna arrest you. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You're I think these like, laws. Sorry, are I think there's more to it than we se- we seem to think. Sorry, copper. Uh, I'm. This is just my mirror, and I've got all this money because. Um... <laughs> yes. Mm. Um. Obviously, the next question: What's it like? We've kind of already covered that. It's in the same vein as dogs and jackals. Mm. It's that. Ludo the only thing that of... I would change, actually, is yes. just not use the casting sticks. They, they sound like a fun thing, everyone, but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They casting sticks are bit. not. I should not be brought back into existence. It sounds like you're doing an anti. <laughs> drugs video. <laughs> I know kids it sounds don't like do fun. Casting sticks, sounds anyone. like fun. Don't give it a try. But before you know it soon you're playing every game with casting sticks <laughs> sound... and you just can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> well I quite like them. I'm glad I made them. Obviously no I wouldn't play uh, every single game with casting sticks. Can you imagine like some Arkham game where you have to roll oh, like eight dice no. at a time. You'd be like no ah. way. All different colours. Yeah. yeah. Let me just. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Alright well well, that was a real quick taster of Ludus Duodecim Scriptorum. Um, What's the Scriptorum bit? Actually, what's the Judicium bit? <laughs> Judicium. I'm, I'm thinking what it's does Latin. It mean? Twelve Judi- lines. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I forgot we you said you that. This. Sorry. Maybe it's decim, like because dec is ten, no, isn't it? Decade. Oh. De- what? So duo deck must mean twelve. Yeah. Like ten and two. Yeah. Deck and duo. Yeah. Ten and two. And then scriptorum must just be the lines, like written lines, mm. script. There you go. So that was Ludus Duodecim Scriptorum. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Is there any other ancient ones coming up? Um, we've got two more oh. ancient ones coming up. Okay. Depends what the... I mean, we've got some new games to play on the spreadsheet, but they oh, need no. three players. And because oh. we're still not allowed to visit anyone, or no one's allowed to come over, um, we, you know, they're just waiting to be played. So I know there's been a lot of ancient episodes and stuff. It's because the, the new... The next new games, we need to wait for people to come over. <laughs> we need to wait for it to be allowed for visiting again. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, I've been Phil. I've been Mark. And remember, you can find us on Twitter at FunOrganised. Thanks for listening. What about Facebook? Well, about fa- well Facebook is just <laughs> Organised Fun. Just search up Organised Fun on Facebook or at FunOrganised on Twitter. <laughs> Jobs are good in, isn't it? All right, well, um, what do I usually say? I've forgotten now. By Ludify. What about Wingardium Leviosa? Oh yeah, non Nomrelink and I'm Mark in Maperculo. Very close. Oh my god, that's like the closest. That's the closest you've ever said it. Nomrelink and Minarca Aperculo. I need to work out my new ending script to fit in the Twitter plug. It hasn't changed that much. It's one word. But when should maybe? Oh right, I say I've been Phil, and you can find us on Twitter at Fun Organized, and then you go I've been Mark, and you can find us on Facebook at Organized Fun. Yeah. Then we go. Thanks for listening. Bye, oh no, shit! Yeah. And remember, <laughs> non <laughs> fuck non relinquimenarcoperculo. Thanks for listening. Bye, Bye. <laughs> We'll work on that. Time, Time jump, jump complete. complete.